Amen. Well, it's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. What an honor and a privilege to gather in His presence, experience His presence. What a rich feast. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you have your Bibles, verses 50 to 58. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit corruption, incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanksgiving be to God. That we would have a spirit of thankfulness at all times, at all seasons. The great preacher and founder of the Methodist movement, John Wesley, was once approached by a man who came to him in the grip of unbelief. All is dark. My thoughts are lost, the man said to Wesley. But I hear that you preach to a great number of people every night and morning. Pray, what would you do with them? Whither would you lead them? What religion do you preach? What is it good for? Wesley gave this answer to those questions. You ask, what would I do with them? I would make them virtuous and happy, easy in themselves and useful to others. Whither would I lead them? To heaven, to God the judge, the lover of all, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. What religion do I preach? The religion of love, the law of kindness brought to light by the gospel. What is it good for? to make all who receive it enjoy God in themselves, to make them like God, lovers of all, contented in their lives and crying out at their death in calm assurance. O grave, where is thy victory? Thanks be to God who giveth me victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you put your name in there this morning? Thanks be to my God, my Lord, my Savior. Because through Him and Him alone do we truly understand what victory is. 
This is how we live victorious. He is, in fact, our only victory. An overflow of thanks. An overflow of thankfulness. An overflow of thanksgiving. How many know the Lord deserves all of that? Let that be the condition of our hearts and our lives, that the fruit of our lips prove this reality. An overflow of thanks, thankfulness, and thanksgiving. The gratitude in our hearts, the appreciation on our lips, overwhelmed and overcome by the merciful kindness of our God, exerting holy influence upon our souls, turning us to Christ, keeping and strengthening us, increasing us in the Christian faith, in knowledge, in affection, and kindling us to the exercise of the Christian virtues. Thanks be to God. Look at how we've come today. Psalm 95, verses 1 to 3. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms, for the Lord is the great God and the King above all gods. Look at how we've entered today. Psalm 100, verses 4 and 5, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Look at how we've come today. Look at how we've entered today. And I'd encourage all of us to look at how we've come today and to look at how we've entered today. This is the pattern fitting for the saint, for the believer, the one that is lost in the mystery of Christ. Look what we've given and are giving today. Psalm 118, verse 29. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Look at the overflow today, and perhaps you didn't have much overflow today, but here you were in this place, and you experienced the overflow today. Psalm 9, verse 1. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. A people have gathered here today, plucked from every nation, tribe, and tongue. And in their chest beats the heart of David. Psalm 717, I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his rightness and justice. And I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Thanks is due to God. Praise is due to God. This overflow. This is only right. This is only fitting. This is only natural. This isn't atypical. This isn't some kind of some kind of crazy thing that we do when we gather here and only some do it. But we come full of thanks. We come full of thankfulness, full of gratitude, appreciation for what our Lord has done for us. That he always leads us in triumph. Perhaps you're here today and you forgot that. That he always leads us in triumph, the word says. That we are more than overcomers as we've sung today. Because of the one who overcame. 
So it's only natural that we pour out thanks. It's only natural that with our whole heart we offer to God. Thanksgiving is the natural overflow of the life of a person who has been given victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving is the natural overflow. Doesn't need to be coerced. It's the natural overflow. It's just natural. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves, stir yourself up in the most holy faith. That it's only natural. In fact, it should be bubbling up, overflowing. Thanks be to God. If we were to adopt this set of words, taking them as our mission statement in life, my, how the world would brighten. Thanks be to God. You want a mission statement? Thanks be to God. What can I give back to God for all the blessings he's poured out? How can I repay God? Well, how about offering thanks? How about that being the overflow of our life? Who has given us the victory through Jesus Christ? If we would traverse this world with this set of words ever at the forefront of our minds, my, how our world would appear different. If we realize that he has given us the victory, that he always leads us in triumph. Now again, sometimes we need to remind ourselves of the reality of the text. It's so beautiful when others come and remind us when we need reminding and encourage our hearts. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 57 and 58 in the Passion Translation. We thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. So now, beloved ones, stand firm and secure. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord. Because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. I just felt to come here today and encourage the weak in the faith, to come here today and encourage failing hearts, to come here this morning and encourage those struggling with the overflow of thanksgiving. As it says in Colossians 2.7, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. There's the formula. This is the procedure. Let your roots grow down into him. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 in the King James Version. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Rooted and built up in him, 
established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now this might sound like a silly question today, but have we let our roots grow down into him? Might sound like a novice question today, but have we let our roots grow down into him? The Amplified Bible, have the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in him that is fixed and founded in him. I'd like to say to all of us here today, no matter how long we've been at this, we can know about Jesus, talk about Jesus, adhere to certain teachings of Jesus, and yet be those that are unrooted. We can grow up in the church, come to church every Sunday, be those that are unrooted. We haven't allowed our lives to grow down into him. Until we let our roots grow down into him, firmly and deeply planted in him. Until then, our lives cannot be truly and properly built on him. Let your lives be built on him. Not part of our lives, not sections, not pieces. When we are built on Jesus, victory is our portion. When we are built on Jesus, strength comes to our stance. When we are built on Jesus, we are secure living our lives with an unshakable confidence. Are you here today living with an unshakable confidence? I trust you are. When we are built on Jesus, we prosper and excel in every season. Do you know that you were destined to prosper and excel in every season? No matter what we face, no matter the pressure we face, whether it's blessing, whether it's trial, whether it's the mountaintop, the valley, anywhere in between, we are to be those that prosper and excel. That's the heart of God. Prosper and excel in every season. When we are built on Jesus, the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. Now, the enemy comes with attractive arguments. Others come with attractive arguments to try and lift our roots, displace our roots. Colossians 2, 1-7 in the J.B. Phillips New Testament. I wish you could understand how deep is my anxiety for you and for those at Laodicea. And for all who have never met me, how I long that you may be encouraged and find out more and more how strong are the bonds of Christian love. How I long for you to grow more certain in your knowledge and more sure in your grasp of God himself. May your spiritual experience become richer as you see more and more fully God's great secret, Christ himself. For it is in him and in him alone, 
that men will find all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I write this to you. I write this to prevent you from being led astray by someone or other's attractive arguments. For though I am a long way away from you in body, in spirit I am by your side, watching like a proud father the solid steadfastness of your Christian faith, your faith in Christ. Just as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so go on living in Him in simple faith. Grow out of Him as a plant grows out of the soil it is planted in, becoming more and more sure of the faith, more and more sure of the faith as you were taught it. And your lives will overflow with joy and thankfulness. Perhaps we're here today facing great difficulties. Perhaps we are here today and we are rooted in Christ, our lives being built on him. It could be that we are here today. We know who Jesus is. We love Jesus. We trust Jesus. But the battle has become fierce. If so, I want to encourage us today to keep up the fight. Fight the good fight of faith. And I share these words with you, the words of David Wilkerson. Multitudes of Christians get up each morning facing indescribable problems. Physical pain, emotional suffering, financial struggles. Many are so beset by trouble that they worry. This is all too much for me to handle. I don't have the strength to fight these things anymore. How will I ever make it? He continues, our ministry receives many letters from saints who endure extremely difficult circumstances daily. One godly woman wrote, I've been married for over 35 years and I'm a grandmother, but now my family is being destroyed by my adulterous husband. He has been spirit-filled and used by the Lord, but now he is an embittered womanizer, full of lust late in life. Please pray for me. He has driven all love out of me, and I'm so unhappy. I don't think I can endure any longer. Our Heavenly Father sees every step of our lives, and in spite of all our crises and difficulties, he commands us again and again in Scripture, fear not. We are not to believe that our problems will cast us down and destroy us because he is our shield. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency. And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places, Deuteronomy 33, 29. God is telling us, it is not true that I have forsaken you. I am not mad at you and have not left you to fend for yourself against your enemies. Those are all lies of Satan. No matter what crisis we face, what powerful difficulties lay ahead of us, our victory has been assured. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, Romans 8:37. Does this mean that we are to stand by and expect God to send an angel to slay all our enemies? No, never. Even though God has proclaimed our victory, he will not do our part for us. 
we still must pick up a sword to fight the enemy. The difference is we do it believing God has promised to empower us. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. The Holy Spirit responds to our faith. When we call on Him, He comes upon us with supernatural power to mortify the deeds of the flesh. Our part is to have faith and then walk in the belief that God's Spirit will resist the power of evil coming against us. I trust that this encourages you. John 16, verse 33, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, I can't fully describe the reality of this truth. It truly is a glorious mystery. But let me say this, that when we let our roots grow down into him and let our lives be built on him, indescribable peace floods our souls, our hearts, our minds, our lives. A peace that surpasses all human understanding. A peace that transcends human understanding. And so to explain it to a mere human is impossible. It truly is a mystery. And they too must dive into the mystery to experience his peace. It's not a peace the world can offer. It's not a peace that can be bought. It's sheer gift of God. Though the battle is fierce, we are those of good cheer. Why? Because Jesus Christ has overcome the world. No matter what we face, no matter how we're processed in this life, no matter how we're led in this life, live with that ever at the forefront of your mind, that Jesus Christ has overcome. And now we are more than overcomers because of the one who overcame. I believe the word to some here today is this. Pick up a sword to fight the enemy. Do it, believing God has promised to empower you. The Holy Spirit responds to faith. When we call on him, he comes upon us with supernatural power. Your part is to have faith and then walk in the belief that God's spirit will resist the power of evil coming against you. I'd also like to encourage the church today that when we are facing a difficulty, let us not forget all the past victories. Let us not forget how God has caused us to triumph. Let us not forget the miracles. Let us not forget the breakthrough. Let us not forget all the answered prayers. How quickly the enemy comes to cloud the mind and cause forgetfulness. And if we are not careful, we can lose our thanksgiving 
1 Corinthians 15, verses 57 and 58. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I truly do believe that thanksgiving is a key to survival. Thanksgiving is key to survival. In our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with his house, relationship with brothers and sisters in the faith, Thanksgiving is key to survival. Thanksgiving keeps us in victory. Thanksgiving keeps the victory flowing. It keeps us steadfast and immovable. Thanksgiving keeps us always abounding no matter the season. Thanksgiving keeps us abounding in the work of the Lord because we know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. When we lose our thanks, how quickly things can tank. We have so much to be thankful for, so much to be grateful for. You know, I often hear in prayers as people are praying, right before a service, groups gathering, Lord, we thank you, even on Tuesday nights, the youth, Lord, we thank you that we can gather in a free country, that we can come to this building, and that we can praise and worship the Lord. Listen, I've been to places on the other side of the planet, it's not a reality. There are places on the other side of the planet today that would long to gather. Some gather today knowing that it could be their last time gathering, but that's how committed they are to pouring out thanks. That's how committed they are to this overflow. We have so much to be thankful for. You say, well, what do I have to be thankful for? Well, if you woke up this morning, you, I think the Lord deserves some thanks. Thank God he didn't forget to wake you up. You see, even the small things, when you go over the small things in life, it changes everything. We get caught up in one thing, and then all of a sudden our whole world looks like it's just going to the chute, you know. It's falling apart. You know how it is. Even simple things, when you're not facing it in your body, right? You're just facing things. How many know your house starts to fall apart? You're like, oh, Lord, my whole world's falling apart. We just need to be thankful. We're discontent. Lord, I need a bigger place. How about you start thanking God for the roof over your head? I need a better car. Lord, thank you that I have transportation. I need a better car. Lord, actually, thank you that I can afford to put gas in my car today. You see how it changes everything? When you have this attitude of thanks, rather than walking out saying, this I don't like, this I don't like, why can't it be different? 
Why can't it look different? Why can't I be different? Why can't I look different? Rather, thank you, Lord, that you made me in your image. Lord, help me to see as you see. Help me to see through your eyes my world. Things start to change. I ask you today, have you lost your thanks? Have you lost your thankfulness? Have you lost your thanksgiving? Is it a calamity in your life that has caused it to be stripped out? There's no flow of the life of Christ anymore? Something's not working? The nutrients aren't flowing? Thanksgiving is key to survival. Perhaps there are some here today that feel their labor is in vain. No real purpose. It's insignificant, empty. This is a lie from the enemy. Do not be led astray by his arguments and hear the word of the Lord today. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The voice reads, your labor is not for nothing when it is for God. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and 58 in the Amplified. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast. I charge the church today. Be firm and steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. I think of all those that labor to make a Sunday happen. The preparation that even happens before anybody shows up on a Sunday. Those that serve and are a part of the custodial ministry of this house. Do you ever walk in and say, thank you, Lord, that the place is clean? Thank you, Lord, that the seat's clean? Thank you, Lord, that somebody looked after the building this week. Thank you that somebody put in time. Thank you, Lord, that the workers in the children's ministry took time to pray so that my children can be properly taught. Thank you, Lord, that the musicians practiced. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the ushers showed up. Thank you, Lord, for those that help with the offering. Thank you, Lord, for those that serve the cafe. Give them a break. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the parking attendants. Thank you for all those that make this happen.
And the truth is, I say thank you to every single person that comes through the doors of this house each week. Because the church is not a building. The church is us who are being built together in Christ. And maybe you're here and you say, like, my worship is futile. It doesn't really mean much. It's insignificant. That is a lie of the enemy. My prayers, insignificant. What a lie of the enemy. My attendance in the house of the Lord, insignificant. That is one of the greatest lies of the enemy. People are buying into it. My service in the house, well, all I do is set up chairs. That's all they've allowed me to do. Listen, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God So if we're a doorkeeper, Lord, thank you that I get to keep the doors. What an incredible privilege. You see how things start to change when you turn it around and you have a spirit of thanks. A spirit of thankfulness, a heart of thanksgiving. Lord, thank you that I can serve in this area and be faithful. Be faithful. Let's have the worship team return. My, how rich we are and how blessed we are to know Jesus. Look at what he has done. Recount the victories. Go over the miracles and remember the provision this morning. Lord, remind us and let us remind ourselves how faithful you are. How faithful you've been in leading us and guiding us as we've purposed to follow you, Jesus. Psalm 46, verses 7 to 10. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 126, verses 2 and 3. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. When they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. I'm believing for this. I'm believing for this. But they say in this nation, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for them. That hearts would be turned to the Lord, that they may see our good works. They might see the fruit. They might see the overflow. All that the Lord has done for us, they would turn and glorify our Father in this nation. You know, let's begin to thank the Lord this morning. Let's begin pouring out thanksgiving. Psalm 111, verses 1 to 9, praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. 
in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. Thank you, Lord. He has declared to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are verity and justice. All his precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. I want to encourage us, never stop giving thanks. Psalm 34, 1 to 3, I will bless the Lord at all times. Would you say that to him? Would you tell yourself? Would you declare it into your world? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And if you're here this morning, if you're here this morning and you got the spirit of heaviness, begin to put on the garment of praise, open your mouth, and let the right fruit pour forth. Isaiah 61.3, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That word praise is adoration and thanksgiving paid to God. I have a debt to pay. And I'm on my way to paying it for all eternity. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Our God is here with us. So thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord, Jesus Christ. Let's stand in this place. Just begin to pour out thanksgiving in this place. Just be